Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to convocation. Today's convocation is led by the international students. We have four short speakers today. First, we have Jin Han from South Korea. And second, we have Chao Bui from Vietnam. And third, we have Krishnan Ganesa from India. And at last, we have Sunday Mahaja from Nigeria. And to end the convocation, we have a special Vietnamese fan dance. And enjoy. please enjoy. Good morning, everyone. I'm Jun Han, if you have not noticed. Yeah. I was asked to share some stories about my experience here in the US. I'm guessing as an international student. But guess what? I have been living here in Goshen for seven years, and this is my eighth year. So let's see, that could be longer than many of you have been here. So, well, we'll see. And I can say that I'm probably as Mennonite as most Mennonites are, too. You know, I work on my, I try to figure out my Mennonite connections when I meet somebody for the first time, and I sing in four parts, and I have the hymn 606 memorized. But thank goodness I don't have to worry about dating my second or third cousin. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Some information about myself. So I went to Bethany Christian High School, which is a small Mennonite institution, uh, right down the road uh, for all four, four, four years. And then I came here. This is my third year, and I'm a, uh, I study business. I get to go to Korea every summer for about three months, and I know a lot of people there, uh, including my family, friends, and that's also where I am from if you have not figured it out yet. But the, during the rest of the year, about for nine months, I live here in Goshen, where the winter is about six months long. Now, nine months here in Goshen and only three months in Korea, which place should I call home? And the funny thing is sometimes that I, sometimes I forget that I'm Korean because I see you, not me. And so when I look at myself in the mirror, like, ah, oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and last summer, when I was interviewing for my uh, internship in Korea, my boss told me that my Korean is not good enough. So now what do I do? But in reality, my confusion doesn't really matter. My visa tells me I'm F1, and my school calls me an international student. I am an alien in this country. This means more than waiting for hours to go, to go through the immigration at the border or becoming familiar with I-94 or I-20 forms. It tells me that I do not belong here. Well, I thought I did, but I guess not. So when I first came to the States, I was only 15 years old. Of course, I was really homesick, and I miss my family, friends, and my food so much, and I still do. But the real challenge was the language. It really separated me from being social with friends and just from social life in general. Not being able to understand or speak clearly in English really forced, to me, forced me to become a quiet person. And it kind of traumatized my social life ever since then, and it's something that I'm still working on. 
Maybe it will get better when the weather is a little nicer outside. Okay, enough of the depressing story. So what would have happened if I didn't come here? Well, I guess I would have gone to a high school in Korea, which means I would have had to go to school from 8 in the morning till 10 at night and just sit and study all day long. Instead of being a study machine, I got to be part of choir, orchestra, speech and debate, tennis, and all other fun things outside of class. I was so lucky and privileged to have this great opportunity to experience new things and just see the bigger world. So after those years in high school, uh, my life was easy and comfortable again. So what did I do? Well, I went on SST to Peru. I guess I didn't have enough international experience or was just crazy, something like that. I remember someone in our group getting so excited to throw the toilet paper into the toilet and just flush it. Most people were ready to come back home after, those, after spending three months in a foreign country. Can you imagine what it would be like to be on SST for four years or longer, like seven, year, seven eight years for me, and being away from your family, friends, your food, your culture, and your comfort zones. This is a real global citizen, and this is your fellow international student. So if you see them, give them a pat on the back. They're, they're doing great. Well, I'm not here to draw a line between international and non-international students. I just want to encourage you to think about and acknowledge uh, the diversity present on our campus and just really embrace it. And thank you to each of you to, uh, for making this campus so unique. Maybe after I graduate, like many, many years from now, then I'll look, oh no, I graduate next year actually. <laughs> after I graduate many years from, no, that doesn't make sense. Anyways, long, long time in the, down the road, I'll look back and think, you know, those people are really cool, and I'm really glad that I was one of them. And I'll be a proud Goshen College graduate, even though I'll forever resist wearing Chacos or Birkenstocks with socks. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, guys. Sorry, my club is kind of bright because we're going to do the dance later for you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> okay. um, I'm going to answer the question that quite a few people here have asked me is that um, is studying in America easier in st uh, than studying in Vietnam? Um, like June said, if I had to study in Vietnam, I had to go to school at 6 in the morning and then come back at 9 p.m. at home. So it's kind of harder studying in high school in Vietnam, but college, not so much. Um, a lot of my friends back home, their pathways that study hard in high school, take the entrance exam to universities, and then after that, it's just partying. I'm serious. So, uh, so I chose a different, path, uh, a different path for my friends. I, I worked my butt off in high school. And then I took the SAT to come here. 
and then I continue to work my butt off. That's, that's kind of sad. I thought it's, it's time for me to pay off, but it's not. So, um, but I don't, I don't mind studying that much. The hardest thing about studying abroad is being away from your friends and your family. So after being here for like almost four years now, uh, I thought I'm gonna become, I don't know, stronger and more independent. Instead, I just realized that years pass by and I still really miss my families every time I think of them. And um, every time I get homesick, this is just a suggestion. It's a good thing to do. I eat crushed ramen noodles. It's good. It's just, I mean, it tastes like home, you know. It feels like home, so. I eat it and then I have some strength to do homework. I'm just gonna like cry to bed or something. I don't wanna do that. Um, so yeah, next time if any of you gets homesick, just eat crushed ramen noodles. Um, but then, um, I have friends here, so that helps a lot. One time, after working for GCTV, at GCTV we work like every, every two weeks. On Wednesday we had a long day in GCTV that like ends at 9 or 10 p.m. And I didn't have any food in my home, so one of my anger asked me, hey Chow, what are you gonna eat? Are you gonna eat crushed ramen noodles again? Now I'm gonna take you to Taco Bell. It's healthier than ramen noodles. Okay, <laughs> great. So I followed her to Taco Bell, and that was the first time I had my American fast food, Taco Bell. I have to say thank you to Ashley Davenport for driving me there. I don't know if she's here, but yeah. Okay, hi. Um, Okay, so a lot of people talk in Convo, they tell you about the SST experience, and uh, along with SST experience is the bathroom stories. So that's for SST. I've been here for four years, and I also consider that my SST, and it's all, it also comes with a bathroom story. So this is my first summer in Goshen. This happened. So my first summer here, I lived with Ashik and Johan in a house near the college. And that house that we lived in, it has one bathroom, one kitchen and no bedrooms, no bathroom at all. Um, we have like three couches in the house, so all summer, all of us lived like out of the suitcases and slept on the couches. That was pretty intense, I, I, I didn't like that. Um, <laughs> But then things, things went pretty smoothly until one day, our one and the only one bathroom in the house betrayed us. So this is what happened. So one day we tried to flush it, and the water overflowed onto the floor, and all of this gross stuff, like when I say gross stuff, whatever you think it is, you're right. I, I don't want to describe it, but it's pretty gross. So it, Everything just overflowed on the floor. So we spent the next two hours cleaning the bathroom up. And after that, like four months, we lived without the bathroom. That was bad. Like, I had to use the bathroom when I was at work. And then in the evening, I pretty much just dehydrated myself. Because I didn't like going outside when it's dark, you know, and then Goshen. 
I mean, after like 7 p.m., it's already dark and nobody is outside, and like biking back to the school to use the bathroom here, that's, no, no way. I'm just not, just not gonna drink water and then I'll be fine. So that's the summer. And then, um, what's the other thing that I can tell? Laundry. For some of you who wondered where you can do laundry over the summer, this is what we did our first summer. So we had this laundry mat like five minutes away from where we lived. But none of us had any cars. So we, we had our bikes, but none of the bikes has, have any brakes. <laughs> so every two or three weeks, we would gather our laundry together. It's like a big pile for each of us. So we would like hop on the bike, one arms would like with the laundry basket like this, and the other ones with like uh, detergent containers and just like biking theirs. It took us like almost 30 minutes to bike to that laundry mat. And every time we biked there, people just looked at us like, are you guys from a circus? Great. <laughs> yeah. So those are, those are just some stories that I think uh, not that it's, it's about the difficulties about studying abroad and about being international students here when you don't have cars and when things are not accessible. But it's not that I think that I would think back and complain or take pride of it because I could live with it. But whenever I think about those stories, I think of my friends who you know, clean the bathroom with me, <laughs> bike to the laundry mat with me, and those people like Johan and Ashika, they would stay up and talk about home together and stuff like that. So what I'm thankful about being at Goshen College is the friendships that I have and supportive people like Ashley who took me to Taco Bell at 9 p.m. That's great. So thank you for the support that you guys gave us here. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. You'll be happy to know that this morning when I asked my friend to proofread my speech, I asked her to eliminate uh, all that was on the dull side. So in conclusion, <laughs> you know. uh, my name is Krishnan. I'm from India. I'm a senior. and I've been studying business at Goshen College for the past four years. Well, I won't lie. I've tried to, at least. Um, I still remember my first moments on US soil. I just got an off at Memphis from what seemed like a very long journey leaving home. I arrived with a lot of baggage and a lot of anticipation. Anticipation for an experience that I hoped would change my life forever. It sure did. What better place to live one's dream than in America itself? My past four years in the country have indeed been life-changing, and I'm very thankful for it. The utter reality of my decision to move from home hit me when uh, I was on my flight to the US, actually. Here's why. I asked the flight attendant what the two dinner choices were, and she said, uh, take it or leave it. <laughs> well, to make matters worse, uh, I was waiting in line to leave the plane, and uh, I kind of made eye contact with this one guy who was uh, shabbily dressed. And uh, I lied, to, lied not, my friends, but uh, he said to me, well, there goes another $3 wasted on flight insurance. 
And uh, I had to think to myself, okay, what am I getting myself into? During the 24-hour journey, um, I was hit with poles of and sorrow and waves of joy. And uh, the biggest reaction of them all was the culture shock uh, that I felt when I first arrived into the U.S. It is something that is uh, so often talked about. A lot of you here have traveled uh, around, have been on SST or are planning to do it sometime soon. And I'm sure uh, you all would agree that it is, an, it is a feeling that can, uh, one can know only if one experiences it. Well, in short, uh, I was scared, and for reasons unknown, I felt a little unwelcome. And I wanted to take the first flight back to India once I had landed. After arriving, I stayed inside the first couple of days, because I was really scared to get out. And uh, I was trying to recover, but then it only made matters worse. Eventually, I picked up the courage to walk outside, and uh, then came the moment of happiness. The dude at the ice cream shop smiled at me. And then I smiled back, and I remember thinking, well, people are not that bad after all. And then it was an old lady at the supermarket wheeling her cart. I now understood the true meaning of why little things really mattered in life. I still recall the first glimpse that I had of Goshen College. Well, I caught my first ever glimpse on Google Earth a couple of years ago. But um, the college, as I've come to know it, is truly a welcoming place. I can safely say that I've met some of the friendliest people that I've ever crossed paths with. If Goshen has been home away from home, the people really do deserve the credit for that. To a lot of people, going through college is just another phase in life. And for a lot of others, it's a formality. Well, for me, coming into a culture, a lifestyle that was unfamiliar, vastly different, and to speak a language that I rarely used, it became a touch more personal. It became about life. And so it still is for a lot of us here. It is both a struggle and a cruise. It is both painful and rewarding. The experience is worth living for for every moment of it. Four years have never gone by this fast, and I look back in awe at all the memories that I've made. I've gotten great joy from the positive experience that I've had here, and I've also learned life lessons from poor decision making. We all move forward, though, and we look back in time, sometimes with fondness, other times with bitterness. But what's life without these anyway? One of the lesser memorable moments uh, I'm forced to point out uh, in my experience was when I was told uh, by a close friend of mine that uh, I was going to go to hell. Well, not once, but uh, a few others followed suit as well. And only because my religious views differed from theirs. In normal circumstances, one may not take notice of such a person, but it certainly opens doors for speculation and improvement. Is my religious background really a factor enough for you to look down on me? Well, if it is, we have a problem. Is this mentality a part of a possible bigger issue? Are we as a community the best we can be as a community? Maybe, maybe not. I will let you be the judge of that. At this juncture, I would like to thank my tennis coach, Stan King, for being a tough yet fair mentor throughout my four years. 
He, more than anyone else, has been tough on me when I deserved it the most, and sometimes even when I thought I did not. Whatever said and done, I've learned a lot from him, and he always obliged when I needed a ride to Chicago airport. Tennis has also been a huge part of my life here, and I've gotten experiences out of the sport that I could not have any place else. I would also like to thank all my professors for their vision. Your dedication is an inspiration to all of us. Thank you. My friends and acquaintances also, who have made my experience all the more cherishable. Well, as I near graduation now, uh, the future clouds with a lot of uncertainty. Well, I remember taking an aptitude test in one of my classes a while ago, and uh, the results said, and I lie to you not, you have a bright future in any field where a close relative holds a senior management position. <laughs> that was pretty convincing. Well, Goshen, it's been a pleasure knowing you for four years. I'd happily say I'm looking forward to another four, but I'm about to graduate. The memories will live on, and so will all the people that I've met. Thank you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. My name is Sunday Mahaja, and I'm here to pack in four years of my journey here in Goshen College. And I want you guys to pay a little more attention to things that I have to say, because I'm going to quiz you after this. <laughs> so for those of you back there on your iPad, I'm, I'm watching. Um, like I told you guys earlier, I'm from Nigeria, West Africa, for those who doesn't know the map very well. I came from a big family. In Africa, you have family that consists of five, six children, and so on and so forth. My consists of six siblings, five boys, and one girl. Before I came here to Goshen, I lost my mom and dad and one of my brothers. It was a huge time for me. So when I, when I got here, um, a lot of people asked me where home was. Uh, I moved to England a couple of years before I lost my parents, so... <clears throat> Excuse me. So anyway, let's go to the good stuff. When I made the decision to come here um, and study, yeah, that is uh, me in England. A few days before Christmas, I was decorating my Christmas tree, and I'm just holding it in. Um, yeah, I was decorating my Christmas tree before I left. I got here on the 25th, which was a Christmas day. I met with a lot of people here. I made wonderful friends. Um, because of my little past, I became very playful, and I joke a lot with a lot of stuff for a lot of people who don't understand it. 
most frequent asked question is um, how do you hear about Goshen? Or some people will say, how did you end up in Goshen? Uh, when I was in England, I got hooked up with this basketball agent that helped athletes like me to come to college here in the US. Goshen was the lowest on the list, and excuse me, and he said to me, because you're from a big city, you can't go to Goshen, because I haven't been there, it's a small town. I don't know, you can't survive there. But after two years dealing with the NCA, he came back and said, would you rather consider Goshen? I was like, well, I will go. He said, it's a Christian school. I said, that's not a problem for me because I went to a Catholic high school. So part of the things that I looked into coming here was it's community-based and it's Christ-centered, which I thought would make my mom happy if she hears that. But she wasn't there. Um, he was working a while ago. Yeah, I adopted a mom here. Uh, we went through a whole lot. We just did most of farming and planting our own crops. Yeah, that's me farming. I love that picture. Yeah, so this kind of like make me feel like I'm back home again. As much as I didn't spend most of my time in Africa, I got to travel around a lot because my dad served in the US Army for a while. Uh, I met very incredible housemate, guys that I lived with for the most time that I've been here. I miss Maddie so much, the one that's almost blending to the shadow there. <laughs> and um, I don't miss this guy very much, the little one here, because he's still around. So um, they call me granddaddy. So I get, and I go by so many other nicknames, and I tend to nickname people as well. So most of the time, they reverse the nickname on me. One of the guys here called me Gallo, means rooster in Spanish, because I call him that. I get to play Father Christmas or Santa Claus, like you guys may call it. And I love heroes, so I get to play different kind of heroes in Halloween. And um, my relationship with my profs, a lot of people ask me that. A lot of my profs play a father role in my life. <sighs> I'm usually not like this. Um, most of these guys um, look out for me even when he is not school related. But I must say, um, I have a few photos of my profs. And most of them are camera shy, so you have to take pictures when they're not paying attention. <laughs> Liz took this picture, actually. This is me and Val. Val play a huge role in my life as well. And like I told you guys, I'm very friendly, so I get to dress up like heroes in the movie in Halloween, which was a big, a huge change for me. In England, I only get to dress as a vampire, which People think you're supposed to be scary, but here I get to dress up as a hero. So that's me there, I'm Braveheart with my other friends. Wonderful. Yeah, um, Goshen College gave me the opportunity to showcase my beautiful culture. We love food, we love to cook, we love to get together. And I get to perform with my friends to show them, you know, showing part of my culture. Yeah. Look at that guy. 
Um, I took a boundary water class, which made a huge change and connection to me and the people here, especially with VAR. We had a great time. The picture says it all. That's me, I get to play Spider-Man before I go to bed and entertain people. <laughs> the downside about this trip is, unlike every other person else on the trip, I get to pay $900 extra for staying in the tent, which they call room and board. I do a lot of fishing too. So sometimes I try to act as a hero in real life. <coughs> Excuse me. I met a lot of wonderful people that we got very close. That is Spider-Man cooking. So I would say, um, I made, um, as you guys can see, I made a lot of relationship with people here, people that you least expect. Just so to get over the fact that, you know, I'm now with my family. I don't necessarily call one place home because I live all around and I get used to people and all my childhood friends are scattered all around. I have a lot of childhood friends in England and same as the US. My serious times here will be my struggle, which goes from stereotype of being an athlete and of being a black man and also the most recent stereotype of being an African. As Africans, we live in a little community or big community, if you want to call it. And when you call people your friends, are people you really want to look out for. I will speak more specifically for East Africans and even West Africans. I'm not sure about the Northern Africans, because some of them don't consider themselves African. We love to get together every now and then. Sometimes we do it every weekend and even twice a week. For those of you who are close to me, you will know that. These are some of my African friends. That's Adama, actually. It doesn't look like that anymore. <laughs> um, and I take that culture everywhere I've been. In England, these are my friends, a few weeks before I left for the US. This is um, a few summers ago. Oh, sorry, a few. Yeah, that was a Christmas party we had at my house. So for those of you who don't really have places to go over Christmas, you know the spot now. Um, these are people that I really spent a great time with. The little one there calls me uncle. He still thinks I'm his real uncle up to now. They've gone to Africa for, what's that thing called, yeah. Yeah, MCC stuff. So the one thing um, I want a lot of people to understand is, as Africans, we get together because we call, we call it a, a community and we build a community. We look out for each other. So a lot of people misunderstood my kindness and they turn around and say other things. I understand that the society here, when I first got here, one of the things I struggled with the most was when people offer to help you, they expect something back. From my part of Africa, we're not like that. You help people because you want to help them. You know, we don't even expect you to come back and say thank you at, the t at most of the time because we believe our reward is in heaven, which is like the average way a Christian would think, same as the Muslims in the part of Africa where I'm from. So I will hope that a lot of people, like most of the international students, have said that they had problems with, you know, 
wanting or mentioning that someone should tap them on the back and say, keep it going. I struggle with the fact that when you ask for favor, sometimes they say, oh, you got it. No, I don't. So, just so you guys understand, eating and getting together was a big part of my life. And where I'm from, people don't get depressed because they are never by themselves. That's why we're always having people around us. Some great times and people that we shared together. When people ask me what I've learned or what I've, what I've attained while being here in Goshen, a lot come in mind. I've met wonderful people, regardless their age, caliber. I've met wonderful students here, wonderful professors that are, I feel like I don't want to leave them sometimes. I embrace the Mennonite culture because it's similar to the Catholic culture, but the one thing we don't do in my community is people you go to the same class with, you say hi to them every time and they respond. That's the one thing a lot of students don't do here. I'm sorry that I said it that way, but that's how it is. Um, the one thing too that I've seen that has changed me a lot, I never used to be a pacifist, but in recent time I could tell that I hold back a lot of stuff, which that wasn't the old me. Um, if I'm asked to describe myself today, I will strongly stand and hit my hand on my chest and say, I am Sunday Mahaja, a Nigerian who had made Goshen his hometown some way, somehow. And just so you guys know, in the space of one week, I was in three different newspapers. And that is one up there which has made me Goshen finest. <laughs> and um, Goshen College gave me the opportunity to have my own radio show, which runs from 7 to 9 p.m. every Friday. You guys should tune in. <laughs> Not only that, I want to use this last part to say I thank you all for being here and um, listening to me and being my friends. Thanks, Keep. Um, I will not forget the people in the accounting department. They've always been there for me. They listen to all my stories and all that stuff. Dolly and them, uh, what's her name? Dolly's and um, Cynthia. And also the fish plant people, Papa Jack, I see you. You know, these are great people that had made a, a huge influence in my life. And just so you guys know, some people thought I had lipsticks on in this photograph. So thank you guys. <laughs>
very much to everyone who participated today. Just um, to highlight that the bonus convocation for Wednesday has been changed from the printed schedule. It's the preview of the opera in Humble Center, Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. See you there. You're dismissed. <laughs>